Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast, The Challenge USA, episode 12 of this season, which we are led to believe may be, in fact, 14 episodes, with a uh, penultimate episode next week, followed by the final is what I think the final word and final update is on where we are here in this season. So um, we had a uh, elimination today. We have another elimination, two eliminations next week. Um, and then the final and then this season will be wrapped up uh, in time for, I believe, season 39 to premiere. With all that said, I am, of course, one of your hosts, Matt Ligori, alongside my co-host, Brian Scally. Scally, how are you holding up? Ooh, hello, hello. I'm good. If you saw me in the last few days, I was not unraveling. I was having a meltdown, so it's mm-hmm. fine. But no, I've been good. It's been a good couple of days. Uh, luckily, you said that my voice doesn't sound too bad. So uh, good. I'm excited to be back here. No, I mean, you sound fine. Rob, in his exit interview with Brandon, <laughs> sounded Hello, rough. <laughs> glad to see you today. <laughs> that was something. Um, but we're glad Rob had fun. I never yeah. had fun. Well, that was the thing. I know that Rob made a point of saving his voice on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, I guess, did not go like the same, but you guys got to talk to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, not to like give all of his secrets and information away, but Sam told us that Rob had like an Uber coming at 2 a.m., I think he said, to come mm-hmm. pick him up and take him home. Um, I was like, this man is planning to be out here until 2. I'm lucky if I make it till 12. <laughs> That's the thing is that someone was like, when does this like end? Like, uh, are we like leaving early? I was like, well, I know someone is planning on being here till two <laughs> so uh at least that at least that time yeah not not gonna be me um i don't even think back in the day well no se- definitely not like when i was you know a whole uh seven or eight years younger starting to go to these things i, I wouldn't stay that late even if we were at like an airbnb we always wanted to go back to the airbnb and hang out there um or if i was like traveling all the way back home i was definitely not staying out till 2 a.m so um never have been never could be me but yeah, my problem is that I'm like, I want to stay out till the very last minute. And then as soon as I'm ready to be done, I'm like, why am I not in bed? Mm-hmm. So that's the problem uh, where, yeah, I had, you know, luckily people were smarter than me and were like, it's time to go. And I was like, no, but then very quickly it was, you know, very, very tired in the car home. Right. And uh, and you have a great time at these events because it's the, uh, you know, one or two or three or four days a year that you get to be uh, Brian Cohen. that is every day on twitter so Mm -hmm. um yes no one mistook me for brian cohen i know that people one person mistook uh him for me this time so it was nice to trade since uh the 44 finale i had i think three of them uh but yes i don't know why we were mistaken so much for each other uh we won't talk about uh any other mistaken cases of identity um but yeah things are uh always chaotic at these things yeah um but Again, fun was had, so I hope everybody that uh, may be listening to this also had fun. Um, And yeah, but we're back uh, with another episode of The Challenge USA. And uh, ooh, what a rough one. What a rough one for the Fitzgerald army. Uh, Yeah, like I said, uh, gay survivor Twitter is shaking. It was quite the matchup. I mean, we saw this coming at some point, right? Like. It was not going to uh, – they weren't going to let us escape this season without some tough elimination matchups. Almost every single one that we could have been paired up with here would have been at least a little bit tough. So saw this coming, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I 
anything would have been tough in the sense of like, you know, who's likely to go. Um, because <laughs> I, of course, would love to have seen like Tori go in and Tori go home, but that's not really something I could have seen happening. Um, if Tori had been in this elimination, um, she beats both of them, right? Mm-hmm. That, uh, I, I am strong. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I think I saw somewhere that this went for a long time. Um, so even though like it seemed pretty one-sided uh, in terms of the final score, I do believe that it like went on for a long time. I don't know if maybe that means Cassidy still like puts up a really strong fight against Tori also. Uh, but I think Michelle was losing this to basically everyone. Probably. Um, and it's not to say that Michelle is like, you know, not strong, uh, but like, it's like, this was a pure strength, like, mm-hmm. you know, completely, completely core strength, like just, just every aspect of strength. Um, and out of everybody left, uh, and, and, you know, Cassidy may look or appear to be smaller, uh, but we've seen, you know, a, by looking at this elimination and, uh, also just from, uh, as she was talking about, you know, being two and zero up until this point, um, she's got a lot more fight in her than people are giving her credit for. So um, now three and zero. Mm-hmm. I think Cassidy's sneaky strong. I don't think sleeper build is like the right way to phrase that uh, as a popular term, but uh, she is like good at this. The only person I question, I know that we've like flagged up that Chanel is the probably the shortest on the cast. So unless it, she is so short that she would have had a difficult time gaining leverage on that wheel uh, height wise, I think that probably this goes the same for Michelle against anyone. Um, so yeah, but good on Cassidy. I mean, I would be curious to match her up against uh, many other women in like her similar size and like body type. And I feel like she beats quite a few. Yeah, I would say that definitely sounds uh, accurate. And Cassidy now going into the final home stretch here, uh, as again, as mentioned, um, well, I don't even know if you heard or caught on to this because you stopped watching the episode by the end. So sorry if I'm spoiling anything, but two more <laughs> contestants are going to go home before the final. Um, only mm-hmm. four on each side are going to run it. So, um, you know, uh, people like Chris and Cassidy who have been in a lot of elimination so far, uh, potentially either going to go into one more and hopefully come out of that for, for their sake, or, um, you know, all of these uh, wins to this point may end up meaning nothing as they, uh, both or either one of them head out before the final. So I'm curious to see how that'll go for them. But, um, again, up until this point, some very impressive stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to get one more double elimination under our belts. I like going into the final with fewer people. I feel like it is just like unnecessarily bloated when it's like five, mm-hmm. six people on either side. Like I don't need that. Let's get some of these people out of here. Um, Cause I would rather have like another full episode than uh, like, you know, two parts to the final, like goodbye. I don't want that. Uh, so I'm glad that this is how we're doing it. Yeah. Also the eliminations, the double eliminations kind of came at such strange times of the season. Like the first one was Amanda and Lewis or Luis. I don't remember how we say it. Um, Luis. So they were the yeah, first one who just randomly came in on like, I don't know. Uh, Wikipedia says episode four. Uh, and then it was no doubles until episode 10. And now we're going to do another double right before the final, which is a spot that makes sense. But I don't know. I'm just a little curious, like what the thought process was. Not that it's a big deal, but uh, they're like a little random, but I actually don't hate the spacing. I think it's probably pretty good just to like do one. Like, you know, I, I think that like one in the um, like team format was fine. If anything, I kind of probably put, all of them 
in this like individual formats um i think probably like having more people around for longer is i know i was saying i'm trying to get these people out of here but in general i think having more people on the show makes more potential for mess uh but i have no problem with the spacing of this yeah um overall i would say that i agree um so i don't know we were on the elimination maybe kind of just to keep the uh conversation there um again cassidy versus michelle and uh the tough part of this entire episode for me and for all of us michelle fans out there was just seeing you know the michelle down uh come in and the uh way that everybody was completely against her at this point you know uh as far as like the people in power and her uh, half of her allies i mean we see that not everybody in the house disliked her when we uh when she is going to lose this elimination and all of the vets come down bananas and um Tori and Fessy and Josh maybe um, come down to give her a big hug and like, you know, kind of, you know, uh, pat her on the back on her way out. Um, But in the elimination itself and you hear the main voice of Michaela Bradshaw, um, who, as we saw in the episode, are uh, Michelle and Michaela not on the best of terms right now, um, cheering Cassidy on, you know, to no end. Um, And it didn't seem like anybody else, like everybody else was kind of giving like even back and forth. Um, but Michaela very clearly trying to do everything she could to help Cassidy, uh, pull that one out. So, um, again, tough for Michelle fans to see the tides turned so heavily on her. I get that. She kind of caused it last week with the move that she made and she owned it. And she, you know, acknowledged that maybe that wasn't the best thing she could do, but it's still tough to watch. Yeah. It actually, Though I will say it made me feel better about Michelle's chances in the future when people were discussing her. Um, I know that some people uh, have found her to be very unreliable, but you still have people like Fessel saying that Michelle was his number one girl in the game. I was like, oh, that's surprising. Like, yeah. would have thought it would be Tori um, and like potentially even others <laughs> like moving through. So I was a little surprised there. Josh being like, Michelle's one of my like closest friends. I was like, all right, maybe like Michelle did do good work instead of uh, in terms of setting herself up for future seasons. So um, I was encouraged by that at least. I think she definitely did. I feel like the bananas and Michelle relationship has been pretty steady uh, since they've met. Um, I feel like obviously Fessel said what he said. Josh has been checking in with Michelle a couple times in the season. I've, I've picked up on um, she, the only person she had like zero relationship, I guess, or the, the smallest one was Corey. And that's why she does vote for him. I believe uh, this week. It just, mm-hmm. it's a matter of who's at the bottom of her list. Um, you know, she wronged Chris, as she's saying, um, and she had been very sympathetic towards Chris in the past couple of weeks, trying to do anything she could to comfort him. And then, you know, so I guess their relationship's a little back and forth. But um, yeah, for sure, as far as like the veteran players here go that she will potentially see on future seasons on uh, a 40, 41, whatever the whatever is coming up in the future, um, it does seem like. There is still, uh, you know, some admire, not, maybe not a- admiration, but uh, people just do seem to like her. Yeah. And with Chris, I don't even think like if Chris was the sole winner of the challenge, let's say, and like he was picking them, I think he probably still picks Tori. Like, I don't think that Michelle has burnt that bridge to such a degree that um, he is like actively working against her. So if he pops back up in the future, I think she's still fine. Um, you know, maybe with Michaela, things did not end up phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that that is going to be. Um, necessarily a close working relationship for her like should they end up on a season together anytime soon uh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's irreparable um, it feels a little bit right now 
but <laughs> I guess we'll see and we'll hope. Um, I don't want uh, more of my favorites to be feuding. We're already, you know, we got past the Michelle and Amanda of it all. Um, so Michelle really needs to start picking fights with people like Alyssa Snyder, who I just certainly don't care about. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that can't happen. But um, I don't know that uh, Chris would have picked Tori if it was solo, because I think he's at this point looking like, okay, the final's right around the corner. I want to run with Tori, right? Not Michelle. So... Yeah, that's an aspect. I don't know. I truly, in these individual seasons, stop making them run with partners because it's so boring to me to be like, I got to keep in like strong partners for me to run with because it only advantages people who are already advantaged in the game. So I would prefer it to be like, well, you know, I am working with Cassidy and she wants out a strong woman. So I'm going to throw in a strong woman rather yeah. than like, I need to constantly be only concerned with what makes this better for me. Uh, I would like for people who are already disadvantaged in the game to have like potential outs. Sure. Um, let's talk all things, Michelle, because we are, and excuse me. And that's what this podcast uh, is going to be for the most part. It was um, uh, not just uh, today, but every day. More than future. usual. <laughs> um, <laughs> more than usual. Um, the Michelle down again uh, kind of began at the beginning and goes all the way through to the end um, where everybody, is, all of her survivor allies are mad at her for the way that she handled last week. And it seems like it was more than just, you know, where she placed her vote. Um, the way that Desi and Chanel are talking to her at the beginning of this episode and Tori comes in and they all talk together um, and even Michelle admitting to her role in all of this, it seems like the conversations that were had from Desi and Chanel and I don't know about, uh, no, not Michaela. Michaela, I don't, Michaela was doing something else. Um, uh, it seemed like Michelle was also a part of these conversations to push the votes in a certain direction and make it a girl's day and have Tori be the vote potentially. And then again, when it came down to it, all this work has been put in. They think that they're all doing this together. Michelle votes in a different direction and it's now, you know, the blowback is all on specifically just Desi and Chanel, which it's clear to you from the fact that Tori in her confessional is saying, yeah, so two of them voted for me. I don't know. It could have been, it could have been Michelle. It could have been Desi. I'm like, so after all that, that Michelle did, she's still not even totally in the clear from Tori. Yeah. I mean, she says like after this conversation that like, sure, Michelle like played double agent, but at least she didn't vote for me. So I think it's cleared up by the end of this. Uh, it's just that she was not 100% sure going into it, I think, or like coming out of last episode. So, uh, but for Michelle, I understand like coming in here with your tail between your legs because you're trying to like brush some things under like the rug if you can, but I don't really know what she could have done. I mean, uh, it seems like she was probably too active in convincing them like, yes, I want to make it a girl's day, but she's aligned with like every guy in the house. <laughs> so it's kind of difficult to be like owning up to like, uh, I, sorry, I can't vote for you. I think we should vote for Corey instead mm -hmm. because like they'd probably be down for that, but then you're isolating Corey. So you're making another enemy. I think maybe that would have been like a better move to isolate one guy rather than three women in the house who are pretty strong. Uh, but you know, it's semantics at a certain point. I don't know how actively she was pushing it uh, because we didn't see it. It's only off of what we get in confessionals. Basically. There's certainly such a thing as having a, social game like Michelle's that may be just too good uh, <laughs> because she was good with everybody in the house. Somebody's going to feel burned by her. And it's not like, 
the way that some of the veterans play the game, uh, Bananas, Tori, like, they'll make you feel good, they'll make you feel comfortable, but they may not spend all day, you know, uh, you know, kikiing with you and, and making it seem like, um, you know, your best friends and, and let's go, like, you know, get our nails done when we get out of here. Um, but it does feel like that's really at the core of Michelle's game of just, you know, building those relationships. And I'm not saying she's doing it in an inauthentic way, but she just does it so well that it hurts so much more when she betrays anybody. I don't know. Is, is there anything to that or am I? No, I think it's real. I think that it is a tough balance when especially like you are trying to work with these people in the future of this game, but also future seasons and not everyone can go to a final. So when you are basically friends with the entire cast, it is going to hurt that much more. I mean, we criticize Tori and Anissa for, you know, and it's just that it gets brought up on the podcast a lot, uh, but many vets for really not making any attempt with many of the rookies and just basically like sitting on their side of the house and like, okay, you're going to go in. I'm never going to get to know you. And that doesn't matter. Uh, but at the same time, they come in with like a different type of grudge against them, but it probably hurts less in the moment right um and then of course you know michelle may have been good with everybody in the house but that's certainly not the case anymore um just to cut ahead to the michaela of it all um after all is said and done this is after the challenge at this point as far as you know the way it's being shown to us is probably in real life too um but michaela is going to uh unleash how she's really feeling about michelle and uh michelle is kind of in defensive mode at this point because she knows that she's a very likely person to be going in. Uh, so she's feeling the heat from that. She had a confessional being like, yeah, the t- cue the, cue the waterworks. Like it's, uh, it's coming. Um, and so having Michaela verbally coming after her, um, in this way where she, Michelle was kind of ready for the fight. Um, but also in the middle of her Michelle down, um, again, uh, this is hard. I like them both. Mm-hmm, not I deal I also didn't really like Michelle like had like the uh, I'm sorry to uh, keep going but the <laughs> Michelle had the uh, the line in last week's preview that was like the main part of this fight where she goes I may be a mess that's a fact but I'm not a villain and I'm like <laughs> okay we have to do anything <laughs> like the thing is I feel like Michelle's not scared of confrontation, but like maybe she should be a little bit. Maybe a little. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that she is like the best in it. Um, I think that like maybe we could like come in with a few prepared lines. Maybe we need to practice in the mirror. Uh, I think, uh, you know, it could just maybe playing it more calm. And I think that's something that Michaela does really well is like letting you get riled up mm-hmm. and keeping very calm and letting you dig your own hole. Because I feel like there was with Cassidy last week with Michelle this week, she's, you know, very calm. And I don't think that people love dealing with that necessarily, but to everyone watching it, comes off pretty well i think yeah for sure i mean michaela certainly comes out of this looking like the winner uh looking like the one who you know got the most digs in and got the you know everybody a Korean confessional being like yeah michelle's kind of uh losing it uh kind of you know whatever um and michelle gets like the uh sorry michaela gets like the good uh lines like you want a different result play a different game um like she's she's getting all of her jabs in and they're all landing uh while michelle michelle's just fighting back saying that she's not a villain and it's like okay um you know but no one in this house cares if you're a villain (laughs) like no one is like oh you know i'd work with michelle but she comes off kind of bad on tv (laughs) like no one cares michelle that's not a good point like stop arguing that one 
Um, and in the confessional, she was talking about how, you know, uh, the same story that we've gotten from Michelle for seasons about how she, you know, was told she didn't deserve it the first time. And she really wants to prove to herself that she can do it and that she's worthy of, of all this kind of stuff with her strategic gameplay. So, you know, to make it this far with this well of a social and strategic game that was working for her uh, to fumble it last week and now, you know, go out because all of her survivor allies were mad at her for a strategic decision that she made doesn't really feel like she accomplished her goal. So, you know, uh, that's unfortunate for her. Um, but you know, if only there was another challenge season around the corner, she can try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you know? If Michelle gets another chance at some point in the future, I'm sure that she will take all of these lessons on board and apply them correctly. But you know, she's been on an upwards trajectory every time that she's come to the challenge, she has improved her position. Uh, so, who knows? There's only so much closer to the final without making it that she could get. Yep. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Chanel and Desi, unless you have anything else specifically on. Go Michelle. ahead. Okay. So Chanel and Desi, I'm just curious, kind of back to the beginning of the episode where you thought or, or how you thought about the way that they played their, you know, oops, sorry, Tori of it all. Ooh. Um, I mean, I kind of was rolling my eyes at the like crying and like, this isn't the person that I am. Like it's a game. Like, I, I don't know the challenge, uh, the culture around the challenge, because it is so much of playing for future seasons really does inspire you to play an honest game. And so when people actually are playing like somewhat deceitful games, it is very much like looked at in a much harsher light than basically any other reality show that we watch. So it is like a little eye rolly for me where I am still looking at it in the same way of a season to season basis. And like lying is okay. It's a game you're playing monopoly. You're playing, you know, settlers of Catan, like mm-hmm. who cares? Just go ahead and lie. And it doesn't reflect on you as a person. Um, but as far as like repairing things with Tori, I guess it's the right move, but I'm still going to roll my eyes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think, I don't want to like, like, I mean, I'm, I'm going, I'm just going to sit here and say that I think Chanel's handling it was better. Desi, if that was like true, authentic emotion of how she, you know, came into the conversation being like, you know, genuinely upset to the point of tears, uh, being like, I'm sorry, this is, you know, not who I am. I don't want to play like this. Like if that's authentic, then I'm not going to, you know, I'm not really saying it in the same way. I think it is. uh, Yeah. Then I'm not saying in the same way because I'm like, I feel like Chanel approached it from a strategic standpoint of being like, look, I messed up. I did something that, you know, put your game in jeopardy. I'm owning up to it and I'm sorry. That's it. Um, Desi had the same kind of thought process behind it being like, look again, I'm also sorry. Um, Do what you have to do in the game. Um, So if we're going to say, you know, if we're, if we are believing that, you know, the emotion was just kind of um, true to it, then it wasn't really part of her decision-making then, then yeah. I mean, then both, both of them are fine in the way that they downplay this. Tori didn't seem like she was like, you know, she says in confessional, like they better hope that I don't win a challenge before they do because I'm coming for them. So like, you know, lucky for them, they didn't. Um, but I, I still don't think that even when she won, she would have been like coming at them in the way that like Michaela would have been coming at Michelle being like, I'm going to get you. No, I mean, it gives like a nice excuse, but I don't think that it, makes any difference really no matter what you say like i think tori's coming for you regardless uh if she were to have won this week um and so that's why i also think it's like even more unquestionably genuine first of all i just don't think that like any of them are that good of actors uh (laughs) just in general uh but also that i think that there's really not that much upside to fake that and so for me it's like all right like this is your genuine reaction i'm not faulting you for that but also I wish that we were a little more cutthroat sometimes. 
Yeah, um, we'll see what happens on 39. Maybe those uh, second chancers will uh, <laughs> put up a, a cutthroat fight. We'll see. Um, they're already getting into it on Twitter. So. Ooh. Who knows? Um, I've seen a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the next place I want to go, unless you say otherwise, is the challenge. Yeah, let's go. Okay. It's called Brain Squeeze. Um, and it was your typical run inside, grab your pieces, come back out and complete a puzzle. But the twist on this one being that uh, TJ did not tell them how many bags there were in this uh, whatever building this was. Uh, and... The challenge, of course, uh, being find all your pieces and uh, make sure that you run around and look specifically to make sure that there are no more pieces. Um, so while everybody, you know, Johnny Bananas is getting the confessional uh, showing that he has figured out the entire map. And of course, the humor behind that ends up being that he's the one that figured it all out. Yet other people, survivors, Desi, Chris, uh, actually found the last one that Bananas was not aware of. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It was funny to see, like, also the entire map, and then it's like they, excuse me, um, <laughs> that he only used like a small portion of that map, um, seemingly. So it was a little weird that it's like there's this one route. It has four rooms. Four of the like literally half of the puzzle is all in like this one little section. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, can we spread this out a little bit? But it seemed like they were also just like already. Just completely exhausted by yeah. the end of this already so i don't fault them that much for that i like that they didn't tell them how many pieces were there in total because even like chris is starting to try to build at five and so um it was a decent enough challenge although i did not like that crawl space <laughs> yeah um wouldn't have liked that much either especially when they're calling it dusty i'm like oh gross like dust yeah. flying in my face while i'm crawling through a tunnel no thanks um but yeah, it was um, it was the the scene of Michaela and Bananas where I think Michaela had seen that there was one extra bag, but like played Bananas into thinking that there was nothing else back down there is what it looked mm-hmm. like. Um, so all of the guys getting back and thinking that they had this under wraps, they were going to get the win. Uh, sur- meanwhile, survivors, uh, I think all the women plus uh, Chris, uh, well, I don't think, I don't know about Michelle or Cassie. I don't know what was going on with them, but uh, definitely Desi and Chris uh, had found the extra bags and Michaela had found the bags that they needed. were putting it together um, and end up just running past uh, the rest of the guys who had to go back in to get their last bag. Um, and Chris and Desi get the win. Yeah, interesting considering Michaela just a couple weeks ago was like, I want to work closely with Johnny Bananas. I want to uh, sure up that alliance. It benefits me, uh, me to have him in the game and to have them as an ally. So to see her then actively lie to him, I'm curious if that will have any ramifications. Um, but I think it was the right move still on mm-hmm. the, you know, but I it could come back to bite her at the same time. It definitely was uh, the right move. There's no reason at this point to you know, let the power fall anywhere else. Um, she's got, you know, whatever she's got going on with Chris, it's like, uh, they're so hot and cold. Um, curious to see where they are like today, mm-hmm. like how they ended off. But yeah. Um, so Chris and Desi are the winners of the challenge overall. It was, it was fine. Nothing special. Yeah. The thing is that I think that it was like a fun challenge. I think that it was like probably really cool in person and some of it translated to TV, but it was just also a lot of shots of people like running down hallways and it's like, I have no idea who's in the lead. I have no idea who is like lost where they are currently. Um, I don't know how many pieces they have, so it was difficult to follow, but as many of the challenges are, so ultimately a cool set will give some points at least for me. Yep, I'll agree. 
Um, let's talk Chris and Desi, the winners here. We had a scene in the beginning of the episode about how Chris is still in the outs and Desi, you know, doesn't want him to feel like the outsider because flashback to Survivor and being in pageants. Uh, Desi has also been an outsider in life and not really sure what to do and, you know, on this path and on, on this journey. Um, and uh, so Desi wants to make Chris feel like he's got a friend, which he does because she does help him in the challenge. Um, and they end up winning and they end up going into the nominations together and kind of just back in the same line of thinking, uh, you know, a common enemy at this point is going to bond them. And that enemy does end up being, unfortunately, Michelle Fitzgerald. Um, but it did bring them back together, at least for this week. And, uh, seeing Chris in power after all of the weeks of him being thrown in, uh, was actually, uh, refreshing because it's nice to not see Fessy in the chair. I, uh, <laughs> don't need to see more bananas or Corey or anybody in power. Josh doesn't win things. And, uh, it was a nice change. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I feel so. like this, nomination was interesting where it just seemed like such a foregone conclusion like okay so we both agree it's michelle and then the guy's vote doesn't matter at all um were you surprised it was josh disappointed it was josh would you have liked there to be like a bigger move made here like did chris ultimately waste his opportunity like if we made this a guy's day would have just been a double girls elimination in the last like how would they have even done this i would imagine they would have had to eliminate two women um, in the next episode, if they planned on going down to four and four. So yeah, definitely Chris, uh, you can say that he misplayed this, but also uh, no, you can't say that because everybody in the house was putting their votes on a woman. So it doesn't matter who Chris put in or, or who they put in for the guys because Corey, Fessel, Bananas, Josh, Tori, they were always all going to vote for a woman. So was Josh the right move then? Um, like what on the off chance that like the one vote gets Josh going into elimination because if well does, just it, in general like was Josh the right nomination was there a better move to be had I, I can answer if you don't feel bad <laughs> if I can what I said I can jump in oh if feel, you feel free have, like, because I, I I'm just like I guess I'm tripped up in my mind because they knew going into that nominations that the guy's the guy's name wasn't going to matter so there was no move to be made because the votes were going to go in the direction they were going to go in. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, who knows? Like, maybe Michelle and Cassidy and, like, a couple people, like, decide to throw um, a vote, you know, in yeah. one way. But I think that ultimately, when it doesn't matter, Chris is, you know, making an attempt at probably isolating the uh, guy least likely to win next week's challenge in Josh. Um, I also wonder if part of it was like, hmm. Watch Josh Quirm. Like he's the most likely to give a reaction and it'll be funny. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't really expect it to work. We do see Fessel float to Corey. Like, so do we not throw in Chris next week if we win? Um, so that was interesting that this actually could have gained him a couple brownie points. It could have. Um, I don't think it ultimately will. Um, I think he's still certainly at the bottom of the totem pole uh, by far. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, Fessy's been winning and saying his name, but Josh is just not as good as Fessy, and that's why he's not the one going in and saying his name. So, like, you know, if if you're just looking at this from a revenge standpoint, then it doesn't matter which one of them you pick. And maybe you do go with Josh because Josh thinks he's getting away with this because he's the one that's not winning, even though it's his plan that's been going into action every week along with Fessel. So, um, I will say, edit-wise, it feels like Bananas is going to see an elimination to me. Um, just the, like... Oh, Josh would not make that move against me like a couple weeks ago, like mm -hmm. Fessel flagging this up here, even the way Chris talked about bananas in the deliberation. He's I just old. like 
am struggling to shake that feeling. Um, I don't really see it like on paper. If I was there in the real time, it would feel like bananas was very safe. Um, but the edit is just like has a couple things that are catching my attention, and that could be totally nothing because I look for things where they are not, especially on the challenge sure. edit. But I'm just curious. Um, yeah, I could see it going either way. Uh, I mean, they certainly set up this week saying Josh, you know, will. I guess get to that now as well. Um, Josh having his meltdowns that he was having his Josh meltdowns um, was, <laughs> was, you know, saying I need to earn my spot. Like, I don't know why he was losing it in this way. He says it's because the pressure is getting to him as they get closer and closer to the end game. And he's trying to keep it together, but he's having a hard time. But Corey and Fessel are doing everything they can to calm him down. And he's like, well, next week, I just want everyone to know I'm going to take Chris out. And then we're going to the final altogether. I'm going to take Chris out. And it's like, okay. I mean, th- there's certainly a lot of setup there for it to not go down that way, but, that's what Josh wants. So do you think he follows through with that next week? Um, at this point, like he may just be like, as like, like he's given them a reason, like none of them have a reason as to why to vote the other one in unless they want to, you know, play the whole game of like turning on the other, like turning on bananas is as is their old school move to do, you know, Corey and Fessel, like, Oh, we did it already once this season. Let's do it again. But if they've mended that fence with him and, and you know, the bridge was burned and things are, are, are back to being okay, then why do it again for a second time in this season when Josh is literally saying, I'll go in. Could you imagine being Wes at home where Josh betrays you (laughs) and it's like, oh, my God, I had to do it. I had to make a final. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're such good friends. I need to make it to a final and I I can't beat you. And then throws his entire game away by volunteering to go into the last elimination against the guy who is currently four and zero and took out Wes, who you did not think you yourself could beat. Um Oh my God, <laughs> that that's the thing is that like, I always want people to be playing to win and be playing like to maximize their odds. But when you are not going to do that later and you still ruined your friend's chances of winning for no reason, um, it, you know, many other, let's say, Nayanka voting out Brenda and then only to quit the next week, uh, stuff like that. I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, it makes me so angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure uh, Wes is currently a little distracted and not uh, as focused on that, but maybe he heard about it after, you know, the game is over. Um, you know, that that does sound frustrating to uh, <laughs> to, to think about in, in, you know, from Wes's perspective. Um, but Josh is going to Josh. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing is uh, you can't really change him. And, you know, the the friendship, I think, was burned there anyway. So, uh, you know, like we said, I don't think Josh and Wes were remaining long term friends. So uh, maybe Josh, you know, ends up in the same situation no matter what he does. But it is such a bizarre move. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm trying to see what I have in my notes here that we haven't really talked about. I guess like after Josh and Michelle find out that they're the ones that are going in, Josh talking about how he's going to stay safe. Fessy was shocked. It wasn't his name up there. Um, Chanel and Desi both very happy with, you know, how things are playing out, um, with Michelle being the one that is going in Michelle, knowing she made a mistake, uh, Cassidy knowing she's probably going in and, uh, the Michelle and Josh of it all here, I guess is like the key point of this scene because Michelle's in bed, uh, kind of emotional and Josh is 
kind of always emotional, the two of them always, you know, uh, I saw a tweet a couple of weeks ago, you know, if one, uh, they, they're, if they're going to do anything, it's, you know, cry in an episode of the challenge. And it was, you know, Michelle and Josh's <laughs> pictures. Um, and that's just what they're doing here just together this time. <laughs> um, Michelle saying, you know, I'm going to have to do everything I can to try to make it a guy's day. So I don't go in, uh, Josh, like you're the one that's going to be going in for sure. What name do you want me to say? And he's like, I can't say one. I can't tell you. You just pick. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. I don't think that it really gains him anything. No. Uh, I think that he can only isolate people by naming one of the people that he is allied with and, you know, basically saying, like, this is who I could beat or this is who is least important to my game. I think it's a huge mistake when he is, you know, what is it, eight to one likely to go in. So I think that he made the correct move there. Um, but it was cute to see them, like, crying together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, adorable little CBS crying babies. <laughs> Love them so much. Um, Amon Adwin, uh, oh. famously uh, not an attendee of this week's live events. He was sick. Um, I hope he's feeling better. Um, tweeted this week. I don't know if you saw this tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you've been, I, you've been, I know, like 5,000 uh, behind on Twitter. I'm sorry. It's I didn't, awful. Didn't mean to bring it up. Um, <laughs> Paul, you, you know you're supposed to go through like your following tab, right? Not your mentions to catch yeah, up. I, God, um, I have priorities. That's a good joke. <laughs> I have gone through the mentions. I'm sure you're caught up on those. <laughs> I have to block people pretty regularly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, we talked about this in person, but uh, I, I sat next to Scally at the live show and I've heard about this before. People that sit next to him at live shows and watch him do his work live because uh, he doesn't take days off. Um, but I did get to experience that myself for the first time of watching him work the entire time. Um, and it's just it's unbelievable. But um, I feel like I was a little slow on the take up this week but phone goes that. down to 20 percent. i'm like uh, anything to worry about no i'm fine i got this <laughs> i had the charger in my pocket right. we were able to back up and why couldn't you do it charging while you were watching it uh because i need the headphones and i didn't have the charging slash headphone you had a headphone in uh i didn't have it in the whole time i would put it in when i was cutting clips I did not even see that. <laughs> We're yeah, sitting right next to me and he's working <laughs> in ways that i couldn't even see um yeah crazy um <laughs> Johnny Bananas uh, was, I don't know if I was in a different train of thought, uh, but I'm the, the next note I wanted to talk about was um, <laughs> bananas and Chanel and Johnny Bananas eating a banana. What, what's there to talk about? Nothing. Um, um, I mean, it was funny that they put the little bananas face sticker over it. I was hoping for an actual blur. Uh, I was like, <laughs> you have to turn the corner, have the different camera angle and have like his whole hand blurred out. That would have been funny. Um, but the attempt was made. The saga of the banana being eaten and then put on the floor Chanel sidestepping it to a very loud sound effect and then uh, Michaela picks it up and moves it and still to this day it could be sitting on that bench and not in a garbage can yeah knowing the challengers (laughs) who was it last season oh god never mind that was bad this is me cleaning the house this is me yeah (laughs) Uh, I think that ultimately that falls to one of the older challengers every time right um, so the voting comes in after everybody has placed their individual votes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was Corey that got one, Chanel that got one, and then Cassidy that got the rest of the votes. Um, That's true. That is true. That is confirmed. Uh, TJ pulls a ball from the hopper. Josh is safe. It's not Corey going in. It's either Chanel or Cassidy. And with the odds very much in her favor, Chanel's also safe. So Cassidy goes in against Michelle in a battle of CBS Survivor um, 
gay Twitter fan favorites, we were losing our mind and it was horrible. And I never want to go through that again. And <laughs> that was like over. when you need to hit a word limit on an essay. He's <laughs> 700 words for Cassidy's going in. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful painting that you painted uh, there. But <sighs> um, it was. Yeah, I mean, we saw it coming. Unfortunately, the whole house is in this one. Uh, direction Cassidy was ultimately going to be going in here the matchup that people have been dreading for some time but here we are (laughs) it's called Hot Wheel Uh, you stand on opposite ends of this long bar with a wheel attached to it and there's in the middle a torch that you need to push uh, or pull into the direction that you need to get it into to have this torch uh, light a fuse which then makes one of your stations explode and the first person to get all of their six stations to uh, explode uh, would be the winner Um, it was even-ish at the beginning, Cassidy got one, Michelle got one, and then from there, Cassidy just annihilated Michelle, got all five uh, without Michelle getting another one at all. Again, it was a battle of strength, and uh, Cassidy just completely uh, dominated it and uh, goes 3-0. and Michelle, now, I don't know what her record is. I can probably look it up on Reddit, but uh, is out right before a final. I don't know if this is like... No, her and Jay went out like a couple weeks before the final, so this is the, is this the closest she's gotten? Easy, yeah. She's improved on her placement every time that she's been on the show. Um, yeah, so look at that at least. But she ultimately is losing here. I mean, she left like basically halfway episode wise, but there were only so many eliminations left on that season, you know, where we went to uh, teams and only eliminated someone like one person every seven episodes. So uh, she is ultimately. Uh, one and two in eliminations, but that's not going to be right. Maybe that's just not updated. I think she's, no, that can't be updated because she is no, maybe they, Oh, they don't count the USA. She is, oh. uh, one and two on the regular challenge and she is one and one on the challenge USA for a total of two and three. Okay. Um, I'll take those two, uh, more than some people have. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, rough to watch her go out. Nice to see the hugs that came her way on her way out again to be reminded that not everybody, you know, disliked her. Uh, Desi, Chanel, Michaela getting their way in all this. Desi has a confessional saying this worked out perfectly. We know Michaela's happy. We know Chanel's happy. So uh, with Michelle now out of their way, um, I guess my question to you is, was this their best move for the three of them? Yeah. Um, I think you probably should just throw Tori in because you're going to have to do it next week. Right. Just do it now. But um it's t- like but, maybe for Desi individually, like it is a fine move. And then like how do you then just like throw two random votes? So like you kinda gotta go with the house. Um but as a group, I think like let's just take the shot. <laughs> it, it did seem like at this point it was way more or, or way less about Tori and more about them getting revenge on Michelle, um, which of course sounds like a silly way to play the game at this point. Um, you know, I get the aspect of Desi being like, you know, we got rid of the last person that we really just couldn't trust because we didn't know which way she was going. And she, you know, flipped on us last week, but also you're at the end of the game. You do want to keep around the people that you can beat. Um, I get that throwing Tori in is a very high likelihood. She comes back, but on the off chance she doesn't, then you get her out right before the final. When else are you going to pull that plug? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that like, uh, again, next week it is a double elimination. Either 
you win the challenge and you throw in, I mean, you could throw in Cassidy, but then like you're probably to get the votes. So you may as well throw in Tori. I don't know. I mean, I guess you throw in Cassidy and then just like, all right, let's say Desi wins again. Like, all right, like, like Michaela and Chanel, one of you is getting the house votes. Do you want me to throw in Cassidy so that you have an easier elimination to win? Or Tori herself wins the challenge and just throws one of you in anyway, <laughs> or you get voted in anyway against Cassidy. I mean, the other scenario is Cassidy wins. I think it's probably less likely, um, but, and throws you probably one of you in. So I don't it's, know. So it's an unfortunate little <laughs> situation they got going on here. There's pretty good odds that one of the three of them may end up in an elimination next week. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to see a world where, well, it's not not impossible, but like hard to see like none of them having to to touch the arena. I mean, I don't know. I guess if one of them wins and the votes just end up on Cassidy, then I, I don't know. Do we finally get Chanel in there? Um, I wouldn't mind. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I think Chanel versus Tori would be a fun elimination. I really would love to see Michaela yeah. versus Tori with how much like Tori thinks, you know, where she's, if I was one-on-one, I easily would have taken down everyone. I would love to see her have to go against Michaela. But I would want to see um, them in this elimination, but also it looked like, a, well, you didn't watch the preview, so I don't want to spoil, but it you tell like me. maybe Hall Brawl. Ooh, I would love to watch a Tori Michaela Hall Brawl. It looked like that could have been something that I might've seen for that next week. So I don't know interesting i wonder what um chanel's experience is with contact sports also because she did say that she outweighs every woman in the house so maybe that could be one that is set up pretty decently for her uh but she is also physically smaller i think than everyone in the house so there could be some fun eliminations next week god chris versus josh good luck to josh um yeah (laughs) good luck i mean that is that is tough Look, not many people get the opportunity to be body slammed by Chris Underwood. So, <laughs> um, very few these days. He's a married man. Yeah, um, I'm checking the draft update because we haven't done that in a while. Have you updated it? Um, I have. You did. Michelle is gone. So the update of the draft, uh, Scally, Puya, Kirsten, and myself. For those who may have forgotten, is Scally still has all three of his winner contenders on the board? Um, Fessel, Michaela, and Chanel. Puya still has Desi and Cassidy, having lost Wes. Um, Kirsten still has Bananas, lost Tyler and Michelle now. I still have Tori Deal and Corey, and uh, lost John A. really early. Um, you still have Josh <laughs> in the must-lose. Not that that portion matters I mean, anymore. Um, he's throwing himself into elimination. I'm about to lose him. And Kirsten still has Chris Underwood, who is refusing to lose. So that's the update. Yeah. Um I think that's the one chance we have here for someone in the must-lose portion of the draft to earn Kirsten negative points in winning, ultimately. Rude to Josh. Okay, come on. <laughs> he, if if Josh was making the final, I don't know. Look, we saw Josh in oil wrestling. Josh is coming in much better prepared for this challenge than any in the past. People clown on Josh all the time. He has put in tremendous work in order to be here. Uh, but if he's throwing himself into a hall brawl against Chris, I have uh, concerns. Yeah. Um, and my final thoughts as far as USA goes before we go here, um, because I guess we're just going to kind of keep this train rolling in predictions wise. Um, I've had a change up in my leaderboard. Ooh, Have you, are you feeling Tell me more? You last, last time we both were sit, we both had our chips on Chris. I had mine on Michaela. You had yours on Tori. Do you feel different before I give you an answer? I think that I might be switching from Tori to Desi. 
Okay, well, I'm switching from Michaela to Tori. <laughs> um, not that this episode was like terrible for Michaela, but I feel like Tori, um, I just saw it this week, has been, you know, the consistency of her edit of just being there and, you know, being a part of the Survivor women's story. Um, like, are they going to be able to beat out this champion um, or are they not? I feel like. Not to say that, like, the momentum is shifting away from the Survivor women. Uh, like, they did make the successful move this week. But, like, also it's Tori who has all this experience. And I don't know. I just, like, feel like the edit's there and I can believe that it can happen. So I'm switching over there. And I'm switching in the guy's side, too. Ooh, tell me where. I just think I might see it for Fessy. Ooh, Fessel winning his first challenge. Look at that. I don't know. I mean, I I may just be totally overthinking it, but just the fact that we were like hearing about Fessel being, you know, Michelle being Fessel's number one. I'm like, what, what does this have to do with it? Like, I don't know. Um, the fact that, you know, Chris was protecting Fessy and, you know, the fact that, he, you know, he didn't uh, throw him in. I'm like, maybe the relationships like, like Fessy is the number one person on this board relationship wise with everybody left. Um, I think that. Bananas would throw in like Corey, Chris, Josh before Fessel. And like, I could go down the list, but I feel like everybody is not like, like, I feel like Fessy's the most unlikely to go into elimination next week. Uh, and then in the final, we've seen how he does in finals. And of course, there's always going to be that concerns. I mean, the eating portion, he's not great at, and just he's tripped up on a couple other things along the way, but I don't know, just edit wise, I feel like it could be there. And um, I think I was uh, maybe getting a little persuaded also by hearing um, our good friends, uh, Ali Lasher and Brian Scally over on the wrap up um, talking, <laughs> talking about uh, Chris's edit, just being, you know, this uh, very, you know, like, like, oh, my God, look at what he did. Um, but if he's able to, like, go all the way and pull it off is another story. And I don't know. So I'm just a little bit shifting towards Fessel. We'll see. It's still another. I can see that. I do agree that Chris would be getting this edit regardless of mm-hmm. if he wins or not. I think that he has done enough. Um, kind of like players on Survivor who get big edits and it's because they're going to play an idol and then their edit is going to completely drop off after that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> so I think that that is a potential for Chris's edit. I also agree that Fessel is my like other guy that I'm eyeing for the win. There was a confessional this week, uh, which I think a, the challenge edit is unpredictable and they would do this to a winner. But Fessel being like, I have really great endurance. Cut to him puking. Um, I think was like kind of shady for a winner, but mm-hmm. it's still possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, I need to I'm, I'm starting to scroll through Reddit and look for things to talk about from online that I might have forgotten about. Um, did love Michelle's tweet. We get it. You don't like me. See you in two weeks. <laughs> I will uh, flag up Polly has made some appearances on some podcast and did say that he was asked to do the traders Excuse but me. has chosen to focus on the challenge <laughs> is this true is this true <laughs> I mean that's a crazy <laughs> thing to lie about uh, but um, but it is Polly is it um, uh, I mean if I'm Polly I know I'm not winning the traders so like but also I'm not turning down TV opportunities. It's a week and a half. Like he could have done it and been back in time for another season. Easy. What does he mean? Focus on the challenge. (laughs) It's not as if it would take him out of uh, eligibility or anything. I think that the traders, I mean, it wouldn't go well for him, honestly, like, you know, factor out, you know, not that we are overlooking uh, his problematic everything mm-hmm. uh but like it'd be a good tv character on that show my god um so i am not asking for it but i don't really believe it i feel like if you look at the cast you are finding mostly the 
biggest names of every franchise that they are pulling for. And Polly doesn't really qualify for that from the challenge or Big Brother. No. So, so. I mean, I, I'm not surprised that they called because they're going to call everybody. And if they didn't get the Dans and the Bananas and CTs, then they're going to go to the next level, which would be the Polly's and whoever else's. So I can see the call coming in. But um, the angle of like, oh, I denied it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that there were a good number of people who got calls and either were just getting like felt out for future seasons or they were in the mix or like outright said no mm-hmm. um, ha- has been a thing. But I don't know. I don't believe that Polly was like on the final cast cut like some of these other people um, yeah. have been. Um, I have another one here. Melissa and Big T will be hosting a podcast during the Challenge 39. Ooh, for a second, I was like, they're hosting the official podcast. No. Yeah, that would have been exciting. Uh, and let Devin keep her job. Um, I'm good with Devin. Yeah. They could have um, joined Devin. There was, of course, the big news of the week, which maybe we'll we'll see how it all plays out more on 39 uh, itself. But um, some some drama with Big T and Michelle Fitzgerald on Twitter this week. Um, there was a lot of talk about how um, it's not sure that this is no this is definitely not a spoiler um but you know for people that are super sensitive that uh big t apparently gave the toast at the beginning of the season uh like the generally the veteran players will um and that there was rumors that uh that other people were upset that she gave the toast uh, michelle jumped in to say no way nobody was upset she was great for the toast uh to give it and big t saying uh no you were actually upset that i that i did it and you wanted jay to do it or somebody else to do it um but everybody else was great about it and Michelle's like, that's so not true. I don't know why you're jumping in. I was trying to defend you and say positive things for you. And uh, I don't know, I guess uh, some beef there. So we'll we'll see how that continues to play out in the actual show. But ugh. so weird. <laughs> Just like over the toast of all things. Uh, very bizarre for like Michelle to have any feelings about it in that moment. I don't know. Maybe there's some type of, uh, you know, misunderstanding. But I'm sure we'll hear about it on big t's podcast yeah um i think michelle might have like called you maybe one day you specifically and said like who are your favorite people on the challenge and how do i start a feud with all of them Um, (laughs) because that's where we're getting um yeah (laughs) so i mean and you generally speak for both of us with our favorites so um i don't know um nehemiah has met wes's baby Mm -hmm. very cute very cute very cute um um, I don't know. There's like challenge manias every other day. I don't know how Scott and Derek are doing it. So there's like oh, pictures God. of everybody all together. Um, and that's really the Reddit updates of the day of the week. Um, if you forgot anything, then we'll get it next time. Uh, what else? Mm, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. That's it for me too. Um, so thank you guys for checking this one out. We will be back with the penultimate episode next week before the final, before season 39, which is going to be another thousand weeks so we're never going anywhere Mm -hmm. yeah no break for us this time right nope um so yeah um what else do you have going on mr traders canada oh boy um (laughs) i am on twitter at brian underscore scally i'm over on twitch at twitch.tv slash b scally i am covering this season of the traders canada with puya over on rhap on the rhap traders feed people should go uh check that out go leave a five-star review for that and uh 
people should check out the season. It's been fun. I really have enjoyed the first episode, so I'm excited to get moving on that. I also guested on Nothing But Netflix talking about The Devil's Plan, which is a new game by the creators of The Genius. So if you are a fan of The Genius and if you're listening to Dom and Colin, I have to imagine that most of you are, um, that you should check that out. Check out the podcast. Let us know if you want more coverage over there. And I also guested on this week of 90 Day Fiance with Puya. Talked about part two of the tell-all, which was a ton of fun. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of everything for me. All right, good. And a little bit of nothing for me. Um, <laughs> unless sometime soon hopping back in on something Big Brother, which we'd love to do. But, um, you know, we'll figure that all out. So, um, thank you guys for checking this out. Um, hope everybody that was with us in uh, New York had a great time uh, at the live events this past week. Uh, again, fun as always. So we had fun. Hope you guys had fun. And if you didn't, hopefully uh, we all have fun at a future event. So uh, thank you guys for checking this one out. We'll be back next week with one more episode before the final. Until then, take care, everybody. <laughs>